like you do. I come to feel this just like you. In the pocket, it gets so smooth. Feel the bounce, release the blues. I get, I, 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 I get, I, I, I get beat down, get up on the mic. I get beat down, get up on the mic. Beat down, beat down. I get beat down, get up on the mic. Beat down, beat down. I get beat down, get up on the mic. Beat down, beat down. I get beat down, get up on the mic. I come to feel this just like you. Want to feel like you do? Come to feel just like you. In the pocket, it gets so smooth. Feel my bounce, release the blues. Want to feel just like you? I come to feel this like you do. Want to feel just like you? In the pocket, release the blues. Feel this bounce, release my blues. Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. I am Curious G. How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art through our music and in the poetry of our language or by the comedy that we find in the darkness of days. The art on this show may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope that the themes will enlighten as well as entertain, for on the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. Hope you enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? Got your boy, Curious G, and I got my man. What's up, y'all? Papa in the building, Papa Brown. Now, I don't know if y'all know this, but my dude don't really know exactly what the hell we're going to talk about. <laughs> Coming in blind. That's, but that's the way conversations are the best, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this show is imperfectly human. We got no editing, right? We have the right to change our minds. You might hear a little profanity, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the topic today is going to be resilience. I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone prove that I worked. what? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing. A hundred and nothing. And you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. I know a football player has a little <laughs> bit of resilience in him. Um, and I'm going to start us off with a quote. Um, I didn't mention Martin too much last week. I was on that X. And, uh-huh. you know, it was Martin Luther King. So I looked around for a, uh, a quote by Martin Luther King that would be appropriate for resilience to start us off. He said, if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. You keep moving forward, brother? Have to. It's uh, something I've uh, always kind of told myself is uh, it's progression or die in the old times. Got to keep moving forward. Mm. Progression or die in the old times. Progression or die on the, Did you come up with that, or is that something you got from somewhere yeah, that's else? Yeah, that's a Papa original right there. Oh, shit. See, I, I have things like that. I have little mantras of my own mm-hmm. that kind of frame the way I think, and that's, that's a sign of individual thinking. All right, so, you know, because you did play uh, football for so long, I wanted to kind of look at resilience from this angle first, right? Uh, building muscle, right? Increases uh-huh. resilience, takes time and it takes intention, right? So how do you think that the metaphor of building muscle relates to the process of increasing resilience for you? It's, uh, 
you know, just if you're thinking about how muscles get built, you got to tear it down first, right? Mm. Um, and sometimes just in life and everything that goes on in a day-to-day thing, it's uh, sometimes that shit really be breaking you down, um, you know? And if you're not working that, if it's not being torn apart sometimes and you're not constantly moving forward, whether you're walking or running or crawling, um, fighting by any means to keep it pushing, then what are you really building? Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. I'm, I remember this girl back in high school, man. She had a lot of resilience to me. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get at her for like a week. <laughs> trying to break her down. Yeah. Eventually did. She was with me for five years, but it took a lot, dude. She was, uh, she was one of them cheerleader types, and I was not. You know See, what I mean? I'm a, I'm a, I played ball my whole life, man. We didn't like cheerleaders. Mm. Why are you cheering? We're down right now. Be aggressive, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm trying to be aggressive. Chill. Give us more. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, what more? This is all I got. <laughs> you know, I think it is like uh, building muscle, this resilience thing, right? It takes a little work and it takes intention like like that talked about. Um, so when I was looking at some of the things that help people to bring um, the resilience up, like how you build that, right? One of the things that it talked about was connection, mm-hmm. right? And I think along the lines of of our our crew, our roots, that type of stuff, you know, family, yeah. friends. Uh, but it takes wellness, it takes healthy thinking, and meaning, which can empower you to withstand and learn from a difficult or traumatic experience. And, and what it kind of meant by meaning is like if you have some purpose, yeah. right? Like if you have, like this song, Beat Down, right? I get beat down, get up on the mic, right? When Whenever life hits me hard, that's kind of what I want to do mm-hmm. is I want to write that shit out and make yeah. sense of it in my head. Um, and not all the time does, uh, do the lyrics pop off great, yeah. right? But um, some of my best stuff has come in those moments. Um, that song that we kind of talked about last week, Loveless, gave my love to the loveless, faith no. to the faith. Uh-huh. Dude, I wrote that um, a couple weeks after a wife of 18 years told me that she was done, yeah, right? That's... We hadn't seen each other in a couple years because of coronavirus. She was in Canada. I'm here. We actually had a good marriage, but um, you can't leave him alone for too long. Dude. She was alone for two years and met a dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And when, when she told me, um, I was just starting off uh, going into the studio. I had went in the studio one time, right? And mm. I had just written some some songs. Like, uh, I think uh, I just recorded Voodoo in the studio. Um, I recorded a few things for, for the first album. Um, but I was just getting rolling. And all of a sudden, I couldn't write uh. for like a couple of weeks. I was trying to. I couldn't. I couldn't. But the first song, song I wrote was Loveless. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the stuff I was thinking about with with this song, right? Yeah. Like get beat down and get up on the mic. So um, what has been the thing that, that gave you some resilience? What has been your purpose? Oh, man, there's... Um... It's just, uh, I've, I've always been a, a very, very optimistic person, right? And 
we didn't really have the most in the world growing up. You know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, right? Um, but it's not what you have. It's, it's what's inside of you, right? And for me, it's always been that fight. It's always putting on that smile and keeping shit moving. Um, you know, I said something stupid the other day. I said, if you're optimistic, I'm Optimus Primal. <laughs> Beating on my chest, I'm Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal. That I hope you're putting that into some lyrics. Oh, that's re- that, that, that's written down, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Well, w- what steps can an individual take to intentionally enhance resilience, do you think? You know, it's just being mindful of uh, who you are, really, right? And kind of like what you're saying is what, what, what do you really value? What's important to you? Mm. Um, what, is, what is that final destination that's always been there in your mind? How do you view yourself? Where do you want to end up at? Um, that's, that's what keeps me fighting regardless. You know, everybody has their moments. I do understand that. But, you know, I've, I've had moments, too, that just buckle you and drop you to your fucking knees. Mm. And you, you look at yourself like, damn, like, how did I get here? Or why me? Or whatever the case is, right? But it's that fight and that undying optimis- optimism of I do see my angle. I know the type of man that I am. And I will run, walk, or crawl to get there. Do you think you are the one? Honestly, I don't know. You know what that means? It's Latin. It means no. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Being the one is just like being in love. No one can tell you you're in love. You just know it through and through. Balls to bones. Mm. So, you know, thinking about that meaning and like I kind of mentioned having that larger community base, right? That support system builds resilience. Sometimes it's the people that's in our community that gives us resilience, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like our kids, right? Like when we have that focus to do good for our kids, dude, I'll be honest with you. When I was, uh, when I was younger, you know, I was probably uh, about your age. Um, I was a single parent of a little girl. And um, I'd never had this happen, but I got a DUI, right? And um, when I got the DUI, my whole focus shifted off of me and what was going on with me onto my daughter, right? Like I was like, man, I have got to keep my daughter. I can't lose my daughter because of this fucking dumb shit, getting this DUI. So um, that was where it gave me a little resilience to kind of uh, do better for myself. Yeah. Right, because of my kid, and I'm sure you felt the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It, um, like I said, some shit will drop you to the knees, and then you think about what's really important, and that is the fuel of the fire. Um, you know, even even little things when I'm with when I'm with my babies, man, and you know, I even catch myself like, oh man, they're they're good. I'm gonna close my eyes, take a little nap. I'm like, take a nap for who? For what? For why? Like, these kids right here love you. Get your ass up. You're going to be okay. And then you pop up real quick, get that little shake, whatever you got to do, and you just keep it moving. And just that pure joy, that pure bliss that you see in their eyes from you being so active, that doubles them up. Now, you know what I mean? And that, that it's, um, you're just feeding each other's energy, right? What you know about banyan trees, man? 
Say that one more time, my bad. Banyan trees. You know banyan trees? You know anything about that shit? Uh-uh. Put me on game. So banyan trees, they're known for their deep and extensive root system, right? They're, they're a lot of times used as a metaphor to talk about resilience, right? Because okay. um, the resilience, especially when, when it comes to things like mental health, you yep. know, we need our roots to go deep, right? Like we were just talking about family, community, you know, our crew, the people that's in our life, right? Um, but life often presents obstacles, setbacks, stressors, right? However, you know, like a like Banyan's roots, our ability to withstand these challenges, like a storm that comes, yeah, okay. right? I'm, I'm, right? As you're talking, it's starting to click. I, yeah, I yeah, familiar. that Banyan yeah, tree yeah, yeah, can yeah. kind of bounce back. Mm-hmm. It can adapt, right? But the key to that Banyan tree isn't how strong the branches are, it's how strong the root system yeah. is. And that's kind of like our... Um, our mental well-being, right? Like you talked about optimism, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of in a way some of the roots that you have yeah. that, that keep you grounded, right? Is your perspective, like gratitude, yeah. right? These things, they um, they help to ground us a little bit. And when them storms come, you know, we might be able to withstand some of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a few branches get broken fuck off, but like you're saying, because things are so deep-rooted, it's hard to kill the source, you know? mm well, if we draw some parallels with that uh, deep root system, banyan trees, how do you see resilience can help individuals withstand those obstacle setback stressors, right? Um, how has your roots made you resilient? Give me an example of something that's it's kind of held you. You know, it's um, really in, uh, it's just that under, that undying love that I have for the people around me, right? It, it takes a lot for me to just be like, I, I don't love you. If I loved you at one point, I probably always will in some capacity. Um, and like I said, uh, the core of that, 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 that love, that friendship, that I will do everything and anything that I can and nothing's ever going to stop that. When I think of that, I think about me and my brothers. Mm. All right. Uh, me and my brothers have uh, been through some shit, man. Right. But they never, they could never get to that source because it's so deep rooted with no matter how far we are apart, right? It's, uh, I, I call it time out, time in. You know, all my brothers are grown. I'm <laughs> time grown. Time out, time in. All my brothers are grown. I'm grown, you know? That'd be a good we, we song right there. Yeah, time out, time in, right? Time out, time in. And, uh, you know, we don't talk every day, and that's fine. You know, we're adults. We got shit that we got to do too. We're very understanding. But when we get back together and you put us all in a room, time in. Mm-hmm. It was right back to where, right back to what it's always been. So, um, when I think of something that is held at my core, that will always keep me locked in, is my brothers and that time out, time in concept. When you were on uh, football teams, right, you were on a bunch of different teams over the years. There had to be a, a, a team that you just felt closer to the guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. How did that affect your play? Man, it's it's a uh, once again. I actually had the opportunity to play football with my little brother for a few seasons, right? I played a weak side linebacker because I was a little bit faster, could cover a little bit better, and he played strong side. Mm. So if you ran the ball, if you didn't see him, you had to see me. Okay. He's chasing or vice versa. Your brother good? Oh, he's damn good. Okay. He's damn good. He uh, actually just got finished up with his last year of ball, man. Okay. Out in Colorado area. The kid that a fucking player always has been. He didn't uh, play with the Buffaloes, did he? No. Nah, nah, oh, that'd nah, be fucking badass, dude. Hard. That would have been hard, but no, unfortunately he did not. Did you watch those guys this season? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, come on. Uh, but prime but, time, baby. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm all for it, right? But you know, we I think we talked about something the other day too, and it, it comes down to it. It's it's more than just the game; it's a movement, mm. right? When you're you you can learn a lot about somebody when the chips are stacked against you, right? You drop your head and walk off the fucking field. Or are you still hyped up like, no, fuck that. We got time on that board. You know, and that football for me is always translated into life, right? Mm. Chips get stacked up against you. You know, they might be running up the score on my motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. You know, some days it really does feel like that. But right, I got time right here, right now. Right? I got time right here, right now. So what do I do about that shit? Do I hang my head? Or do I nut up and make some shit happen? This happens to be my table, boy. Only by a special invitation do you play on my table. Dude, I feel like football is kind of like a metaphor for war. Yeah. And to be honest with you, life these days mm-hmm. feels like we're in the war. Dude. Every day. This dude. So I was around this dude maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't really remember his name, um, but he was just talking and I was listening and he was talking about how he had been in prison for 20 years and he got out just a couple of years ago, like maybe two years ago or yeah. something like that. I don't know what the dude had been in prison for, but um, what what I took away from the conversation was what he said was when he got out, he was like, what in the fuck yeah, is going is on this? out here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it was a war zone when he got out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the dude's straight and, you know, got his life together. He has a little spiritual path. And that's kind of why, um, you know, he was talking a little different than somebody that had maybe 20 years that came back out running and gunning. But, he, you know, he found some spirituality when he was when he was in the lockup there uh, at the penitentiary. And he came out to, to a world that is um, not the world that he left. Oh, yeah. You know, and he... He used a metaphor for it that we will actually talk about at some point in this podcast because okay. uh, I have this track called Homicidal Frogs. Okay. Right? <laughs> Homicidal Frogs. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I'll, I'll go into a little bit of that now, but it, it was based off this idea of, of frogs don't notice how the temperature changes, right? You can throw them in cold water and turn the, the, the heat up and, and they'll boil, boil to death yeah. and they'll chill, yeah. right? And and the way he said that about society um it made me think, you know, there is a war that's going on out there and you got to be resilient today. And uh-huh. I think the the people that are going to withstand some of the hardships that we've got these days are the people that have a good root system. Yeah. People that have family and friends and belief systems. Um, but, you know, one of the things I looked at when I was looking at this, researching this whole topic is, you know, I think one of the ideas that people have with resilience is that we put our feelings aside. Yeah right? That we just shelf that motherfucker. Um, but actually one of the things that it says is, is you actually have to feel your feelings, right? Be aware of how you're feeling about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, because a lot of times it's a motivator, right? Now you can set your intention with gratitude and optimism and all that stuff, but you got to let your feelings motivate you. You know yeah. what I mean? Which I'm sure they did when you played ball, yeah, yeah, right? Um, and and that's what I was kind of driving at, where where you know I was asking you about the teams that you felt something for your dudes, yeah, right? Because I think that that when you have positive feelings and things like that, it's going to motivate you. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a team sport. You gotta, yeah. You know, if I can fucking go out there and do it myself, sometimes I would. Um, 
but you just can't. That's the bottom line of it, right? You need a band of people to really fucking come together and make some shit happen as a whole. Are we talking about life or football? Both. Shit. Both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you got kids out there and you got sons, fuck, even nowadays, if you got a, a daughter that's wanting to go out there and go get it, get her in flag football. If you got sons, get them in, get them in tackle football, get them in contact sports. Um, that shit saved my life as a child, mm. you know, cause I, as a kid, sometimes you're not able to comprehend and really have the opportunity to know what these feelings are and what, what is this? Right. And for me playing ball is I could take all the bullshit that I was dealing with. And unfortunately some other little kid out there was going to get, get all of this now. Right. Um, it teaches you fight. It teaches you that, that optimism that I'm telling you about, you know, as long as we got time, I'm going to still move. Um, but also teaches you just how to work and be a part of something bigger than yourself. A lot of the shit that I know today, I had learned on that football field. Dude, um, it translates so crazy to me. Right. And even going back and coaching for a few seasons as well. Mm. Um, you know, cause that gave me a different perspective, you know, and I could tell you every play that's getting ready to be ran, put you in the perfect position. But at the end of the day, how bad do you want it? Right. You can have a coach, you can have a mentor, you can have people on your side rooting for you, family, everybody. Right. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. Like how bad do you want it going outside whether you're playing ball or you're just trying to fight that daily war within yourself or with society and all the bullshit that be running around nowadays. Um, you know, that's, that's another one of my little sayings that I always say is, uh, simply how bad do you want it? And right now I want this shit real, real bad. So how I'm, bad do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> how bad do you want it? Yeah. How bad do you want it? And you know, I think, I think, like I said, one of the ideas that people have is that we we set our feelings aside when it comes to being resilient with life. But I actually think, and this is what I saw in all my research, is that you have to be more in touch with your feelings, you know? Um, you know, we'll get off football here in a second, but the last thing I'll say is, I know you're a Raven fan, but I don't know if you knew about the LOB. Did you ever hear about those motherfuckers? <laughs> right? Maybe once or twice. What, is, what does LOB stand for? Well, my family is the Legion of Brown, but uh, oh, around okay. Seattle, it's the Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. There was another name. Are you aware of the other name that they used to call it? Huh. The secret name? Uh. The double secret name? Uh. This was the this was the name that they gave themselves. Because Legion of Boom, that came from somebody that called in the radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but them fellas, they took it as another thing. And they said it was love of brothers. Okay. Right? And they believed that it was the actual love that they had that kept them... Like they, they, Earl Thomas explained that shit. He says yeah. like we're 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 tight, like yeah. when you pull a string. Yeah. He says that's the way we move, yeah. you know. And and that love of brothers was the thing that that bound them together. And that shit can be very unbreakable. That's right. When you have that same feeling towards another person, and they're willing to fight just how you're willing to fight for not only yourself but them as well. That's true, dude. So, um, getting back to the feelings thing and you know, the different types of resilience. So there's there's four basic types of resilience that they have out there. There's psychological resilience. Mm -hmm. There's emotional resilience. There's physical resilience. And there's social resilience, Okay. right? Now, physical resilience, it could come down to like lifting weights, what you got to do, you know, that type yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, but the other ones, all that stuff, like all of that, 
deals with what we're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Psychological, emotional, social, all that stuff. Um, now, physical resili resilience, yeah, you know, your feelings come into it a little bit, but I think all of those things, you know, you've got to you got to have some life experience to be able to bounce back from shit, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, getting back to this song, Beat Down, right? I get beat down, get up on the mic, right? The idea is um, that without the feelings that I felt, I would never be able to give any of these songs a voice, mm -hmm. right? But when I get beat down, I get up on the mic, I want to get rid of that. I want to release it, yeah. right? When I wrote that song, Loveless Hearts, right? I was, I was kind of like exercising the demon, yeah. You know, I was putting it into that positive place. And I think that's what art can be. Art can be one of those roots that bind us to each other yeah. and, and hold us down in this life. I think, I think that's what we need in this world a lot of times is something, that, yeah. that meaning, yeah. right? That's something to drive us. If it's, if it's football, if it's art, if it's just taking Some care of Some kind of release therapy, man. Yes. Right? Yes. And that uh, kind of what you're saying there reminded me of uh, back in my senior year of high school, right? I was that kid to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do this homework, but yo, you got some extra credit for me? <laughs> and we had this unit, right? And one of my favorite teachers of all time, shout out to Mr. DeMiro. I hope you're still doing it, man. And uh, there was this, this week where we had to come up with a bunch of different poems. I think it was like 10 to 15, some shit like that. And I was like, yo, Mr. D, yo, DeMiro, if I write all of mine, well, can I get extra credit for each one I hand write? Like make up my own poems? And he was like, hell yeah. Okay. I was like, all right. And then I was like, Mr. DeMiro, because I'm that guy. <laughs> if I share one of these out loud, can I get even more extra credit? <laughs> you know, because I, I never did homework. Most of the time I was trying to figure out where home was. Right. Okay. And uh, that first time I ever stepped up in a room full of people. And I thought this was going to be maybe about, you know, 16, 16 bars, something like that in this poem that I had wrote. And I let it all fly, man, like really tapped into uh, just started. And that first line kind of really set the tone of I said I said some shit like what I said. I said, uh, so I guess it's time to tell y'all about my life, but you better listen up close. I'm a do it in the form of rhyme. I grew up fucked up and that's the bottom line. Mama was barely there, so it was up to me and my brothers to keep each other alive. And that was like the set from it. Okay. That was the basis of it. How old were you when you did that shit? I was 17. 17. Okay. And um, that started it. And man, I really tapped into all of that emotional uh, fucking, um, all that resilience, right? Mm. And by the time I was done with it, there's people in that motherfucker crying. I was huffing and puffing like the big bad wolf. Like I just, I, like everything got out of me. And I went from feeling all of these emotions from anger to pain to fear to by the time I got done was just like, I felt like I was fucking floating, man. Dude, and I, I think, you know, before you get up there and do that, you're probably a little bit afraid. Oh, I was scared as okay. hell. Okay, so here's the it's thing. Here's the thing about that feeling the feelings, right? And getting outside of our comfort zone. Um, the, the feelings after you did that and the connection that you made is, is life coming through you, yeah. right? Like when we sit in our fear, we get isolated. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we shut ourselves off from yeah. connection, right? Yeah. Um, but when you are in the flow of life and you connect, 
right? You have the vulnerability to share your feelings and your ideas and all that, dude. You can affect people, Yeah. you know, and there is no feeling like that feeling. And this is kind of what this song is about. Yeah. I get beat down, get up on the mic, dude. Mm -hmm. When, when I was coming out of, um, uh, 2020 and all that stuff, watching coronavirus and, and had the idea to do what I'm doing today. It was how dark the world was, yeah. you know? And I think when some people see darkness, you know, the, the, I, the idea that they have is to, to kind of shut themselves off. Oh, yeah. Not me, dude. Yeah, I, no. I was like, dude, I got to do something. There's that little, little speck of light in the distance. And I'm fucking fighting to find that light to make everything around me bright, you know? I actually saw what that dude was talking about that came out of prison. He's yeah. talking about the way the world was. And I said, you know what? Um, I believe that the value in this world is is the people that's in it, mm-hmm. right? It's not the fucking oil, yeah. stock markets, all that bullshit. Dude, it's the people that's here. Mm-hmm. Because every great thing that really has ever come into the world <laughs> has usually been brought there by a person. Yeah. Just didn't pop up out of the ground, yeah. right? Um, you know, you think about the effect that Martin Luther King had, right? His words are still coming out today on this podcast and, and through a bunch of other sources, he's been gone how long? Yeah, exactly. Right. That is an effect. That is a value right now. You have the same, uh, ability to have value with your words Mm -hmm. and you don't know how people are going to receive it. Just like you didn't know that day. Yeah. Right, so that's kind of the essence of this song. Yeah, that's the beat that, down. that's the beauty in it, right? Mm. Is getting past that and having the opportunity to be a little bit vulnerable and getting past that fear, right? That's where life really happens. Is past that fear. Got me all excited, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mentioned four types of resilience: psychological, emotional, physical, and social resilience. Which one of those do you think is more important? I'll, I'll hit that list one more time: okay. psychological resilience emotional resilience, physical resilience, or social resilience? Um, I don't know, man. For me, it's just the, anything that has to do with the power of the mind is uh, pretty high up on my list. So that's psychological yeah. resilience. Yeah. So, yeah, because we, we do kind of put our mindset in a way. I actually was thinking it was more of the social resilience for me mm-hmm. because there's times that I've been defeated yeah. in this life, right? And... um you know, if I face the world alone, the world's bigger than me. I can't always yeah. adjust, right? I yeah, gain I support and encouragement from the people around me. Yeah, I understand. Um, and I've been, I'm not going to say I've been weak. I mean, I can be a mangina a little bit. People but, have their moments now and then. Yeah, you know, but to be honest with you, I, I've been through some things and uh, bounced back. But a lot of the times I get my energy from the people around me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's kind of just play off what you just said. Um for me, I, I also agree. I also agree with you. But if I wasn't able to get out of my mind first and have the strength to be like, no, fuck it. Let me just step out and see what I can. Right. And then that's when the social plays in. So if I was a rank it, it would be a one and then a two mm. with the psychological and then the social aspect. Because I got to get out of my own mind first to even have the capacity to get the fuck up and go be around. But, you're, you know, I couldn't agree with you more in the sense that it does you can be around those people that are very infectious, right? Mm. You know, um, we've talked about it before, but a simple hello can go a long fucking way for a person. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. You don't, you, you never know where somebody's going to come from as far as friendships or any of that stuff. Yeah. You can't get there being isolated and, and sitting on the couch watching, uh, 
I don't know, my, my crazy ex cat or some shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think I just mixed up two reality shows. Yeah, that sounds like fucking some wild ass. My crazy right ex girlfriend and my crazy ex cat. Cat from hell. Still scratching at the yeah. back door. <laughs> but you know, our, our feelings guide us, right? Yeah. We should feel our feelings, but not live in them as kind of my thinking with this, right? We should be uh, vulnerable enough to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a person who is self-aware, socially adaptable, uh, empathetic, you know, able to survive and thrive on the other side of crisis because they have those social and, yeah. and relational skills um, to be able to handle unexpected and unfortunate circumstance, right? Um my question for you is, how is embracing some of more difficult things in life, maybe some of those emotion, uh, even when it's been difficult times, how has that ever given you uh, a gift? Well, fuck, man. It's uh, when shit really goes down and, you know, it's uh, that ability to calm down and slow down and be able to really make some shit happen in the middle of the chaos. All right. Some people... Or just don't have that ability at all, right? When it, when there's some kind of panic, they're just part of it. For mm-hmm. me personally, when people don't know what to do and shit's going down, that's usually when I'm able to just really step up, right? I've been a lot of different things. I can I can fall back and let someone else kind of take the lead. But when things are kind of hectic and things kind of start to move in different directions and people don't really know what the fuck to do, that's really where I'm able to shine. Because I, I can kind of walk into a situation that might not be the best and systematically pick out everything like, look, this needs to go down, then this needs to go down, then we need to do this together or whatever the situation is. Mm, okay. That that uh, controlled chaos, I guess, if you would. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of that in life, dude. Mm. Um, speaking of controlled chaos, right? There's this uh, word in Greek. Uh, I think it's pronounced Irene. Irene. It's E I R E N E. Mm-hmm. Kind of like serene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but Irene was uh, a Greek word that, that dealt with an idea of peace. Okay. Okay. But specifically, what they were talking about is the eye of a hurricane. Mm, yeah. That's, that's where it's the most common. Right. So you can have that storm all around you, the mm-hmm. wind. And I'm, dude, I'm from Florida. I've been in some hurricanes. Well, I shouldn't say I've been in a hurricane. I've been in hurricane parties. Okay, okay. We had hurricane parties yeah, where the yeah. hurricane was coming. Yeah, yeah. Our peace was inside that house. Yeah. You know, but uh, I've seen what hurricanes can be like, right? The wind, the rain, the fucking lightning, all that shit, dude. It's scary out there. Yeah. You better be inside, right? But at the center of a hurricane, have you ever been in a hurricane? Uh, thank the gods, no. Okay, I'm, so- I'm natural disasters, just, I'm not friends. You think the storm's over. Yeah. Right, like the hurricane's coming through, then all of a sudden, boom! All the wind stops. No wind. Mm-hmm. There's no rain. It's just calm, peace. Yeah. You go outside. You're like, all right, that shit's over. Mm-hmm. No, motherfucker, you're in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. It's just about to get heavy. Yeah. Man. So don't think if you're at the hurricane party, you can go out for another beer. Run. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't, don't risk that. Stay, stay in the damn house, y'all. Yeah. Check check the news. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Find out where the fuck you in. But that eye of the hurricane idea was a a word for the Greek people. And that was the way that they explained peace. And this goes back to, you know, kind of like that, um, you know, psychological type of of peace. 
uh, because, or maybe even emotional peace, that you can have this storm of life all around you and, and somehow have that calm, mm-hmm. right? And I think one of the things that, that does that is, you know, like we talked about the roots, but, you know, the optimism that you talked about, that yeah. can be one of the things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, having some purpose, yeah. right? You want to get those extra credits so you're going to be able to get up in front of, <laughs> get up in front of the class because I want that goddamn extra credit because uh-huh. I fucked up all week. Yep. but you know um you know that that idea of of the eye of the hurricane um does that speak to you it does it really does man and i'm i I don't know exactly what the story or the quote or whatever the fuck it was but um they're talking about when a storm comes most most animals they they dip off they run away from it and the storm is constantly fucking it's it's in their path it's going to catch you eventually and there's another pack or herd you know I'm not super familiar I just you know quick little thought they run directly into it mm. they get through that first little wave of bullshit and then they're right there in the heart right there in the eye of it where it's calm and it's peaceful um and you know being, you know, smack dab in the center of that eye of the storm, it's kind of where I find myself at lately. Mm. All right. There's uh whether it's bullshit going on in the world or bullshit going on in my own life, right? I'm finding the peace within the bullshit that's constantly gonna be around me because that's just the way life works, right? It's not it's not ever really gonna be too clear for too long. Um, but if I can stay right there smack dab in the eye of the storm and have perspective and see things around me for what they are um, and still try to find my peace within myself. I think I'm doing fucking pretty damn good. Dude, one of the things I've talked about a lot in my uh, music is, is the war on the poor, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think that there's a war on the poor. Um, and what I mean by that is if you look at all the basic needs that people have, like uh, food, water, security, right? Dude, it seems like it, it shits hits keep coming, mm. right? Look at the prices at the grocery store. Look at the Man. price of rent for people and homes, Jeez. dude, security. Uh, look at the job market these days. It's just like this, it's just onslaught, right? We, we, but to have that that peace, right? To have that thing that, that kind of holds us together, mm. you know? That's kind of what this song is about. And for me, it is, it is my music. But, but you know, we were happy in those days, although we were poor. Because we were poor. Aye. My old dad used to say to me, money doesn't bring you happiness, son. He was right. Aye. I was happier then and I had nothing. Yeah. Right. That is one of the things that kind of keeps me um, grounded, yeah. you know, and, and it keeps me um, ready to keep going. Right. But I think people have to have something. And for some people, it's spirituality. Yeah. Right. That's and. You know, I think that's one reason why church is so big because it, it hits a lot of these things for mm-hmm. people, right? It gives them some kind of meaning. Uh, it gives them a little of a, of a community. Um, I ain't too big on the church myself, but I think it's important to get that kind of stuff from someplace, yeah, right? Absolutely. And uh, these days, dude, let's let's just say it's it's crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> fuck, man. Um Ah, yeah, it really fucking is, dude. It really is. And, you know, for me, it's, uh, it is that, that spirituality that I am starting to really tap into, um, you know, and you can get it from anywhere, whatever, whatever your church is, right? Like on Sundays back in the day, every Sunday, me and a few of my boys, we'd go and roll a bunch of jujitsu for a few hours, go home, sit on the couch and watch football all day. We call it church. Okay. Cause that's where we found our peace at together. 
All right. So whatever, whatever, uh, your church is, find that, find that little piece, man. And, uh, you start to see, uh, that, that feeling of being right there in the eye of that storm. That's what I was, that's what I was kind of getting yeah. at, dude. I'm, I'm glad you pick yeah. it up when I'm putting down because, yeah. uh, yeah. And that's what I, I, you know, I think people have to find whatever that thing is for them. Yeah. What, by any means, man. And once you find it too, do what you can to hold on to it. All right. You know, perfectly imperfect. I haven't really, uh, I've had moments too where, you know, you lose sight of what the fuck is really important and what brings you peace. But if you ever have the opportunity to be right there in that eye, hold on to it mm-hmm. fucking forever. It really is the most important thing is to have that, that mental, spiritual, everything's going to be okay type feel. All right. You know, and that, this is one of the things, like I said, I think the idea for a lot of people is that they're going to put their feelings aside, right? I'll be mm-hmm. stoic. Yeah, no. You know, I'm just, I'll set my feelings on the shelf. And the reason why I, I've looked at this shit all week and said that uh, you got to feel your feelings, right? Because when you, when you deny your human response, you're denying right. part of yourself. Because yeah. there is a human response to loss. There's a human response to pain, mm-hmm. right? And if we were to run away with, run away from those feelings, like let's say I buried myself in alcohol because I fucking yeah. I, I had a broken heart when, yeah. when Lynn left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of putting it all in the music, yeah, right, I would have been isolated, yeah, and uh, I would have ran away from my feelings, and I never would have dealt with my feelings. And guess what? You carry your feelings with you. Yeah, and they're a little bit faster than you. Yeah, they got a little bit more stamina than you do too. You're gonna slow down, and them shit's gonna be right there too. You're gonna catch up. And if you don't feel it, then you. I mean, if you're always avoiding it, then you are weak. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Where where I've been at lately is uh. You know, try to understand them. Let I let my feelings guide me, but I don't let them control me. Right, guide me, but don't don't take over and control. Because, um, you know, that's when things start moving a little bit too fast for me, and I get caught up in the storm again. Trust your feelings, Luke. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so so people who are resilient, they know how to grieve losses, express their anger, their fear, rebound, rebound from those feelings by going through them rather than denying them. Mm-hmm. Through doing this, they can truly embrace ways to find the gifts of compassion, wisdom, inner strength that, that painful events often offer, right? So what I'd like you to do is discuss the importance of acknowledging or navigating those various emotions, especially when you're going through darkness, right? Uh, when when it comes to building your resilience, right? What what, what is something that that darkness that you've been through that? Oh, yeah, man. Oh shit! Uh, Knocking on the door. What's here. up, my old friend? Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's um for me lately. It's just being mindful to actually feel something, all right? Feel the hurt, feel the pain. On, and on the other side, it's um, a lot of things get skipped and you go straight to fuck, straight to the anger, you know? Mm. And that shit will eat you alive. I feel like, uh, back to the little Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker, episode three. Yes. You know, that last little fight scene. Yeah. Calling everybody, you are a liar. Cloud, right? cloud. If you're not with me, then you're against me, you know? And sometimes that darkness will bring that shit out of people that, and that brought it out of me because I wasn't willing to even deal with these feelings because I was fucking hurt and I didn't know how to cope with hurt. 
Yeah. So you go straight to anger. Um, and like, I, you know, kind of what we've been on today, I'm starting to find and how to actually navigate like, all right, this shit makes me sad. Right. I'm yeah. a grown ass man, but if I need to cry, I'll fucking cry. Ain't no shame in it, dude. Ain't no. No, not at all. If I need to cry, let that shit out. Cool. And now we can navigate a little bit more smoothly, all right? We let the feeling happen, and now that's where the logic starts to play a, bit, a play into this. Okay, what can I do now to never feel this type of way again in this particular situation? You know, because I'll probably cry again one fucking day. I cry all the time. The other day I had a dream. I was with Selma Hayek and I woke up. I cried for about half an hour. Ooh, damn. My eyes would have been closed real tight trying to catch up where I left off. Oh, shit, dude. (laughs) Break my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, man, it's, um, you know, just, um, and that really just helps you understand who the fuck you are. Yeah. Me, I realize that I'm very, very sensitive to the world around me. Shit bothers me and it gets to me, you know, just little fucking things. Um, so I have to be in tune with me and my emotions and my feelings really to be able to navigate through this fucking most beautiful, ugliest thing I never asked for called life. All right. It's, it's a fucking beautiful disaster and I love it every day. And I'm <laughs> thankful every day I get to wake up and be a part of it. All right. But if the more I know about myself, the more I can navigate through this world. You know, I've, I've talked about Bruce Lee on this podcast a couple of times. It's been a while. But one of the things that Bruce Lee said is that most people in the world go through the, the world with the mindset of negation. Mm. They see all the things that they don't like. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to live with the mindset of affirmation where yeah. you affirm everything yeah. that's happening. And this kind of goes with the idea of resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, If you have that mindset of negation where you're always avoiding the negative stuff yeah. and never feeling it, um, never processing it, never learning how to deal with it, right? And you run from it. It, it is a very negative mindset to have. Yeah. But if you have that mindset of affirmation, where you affirm everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife just left of 18 years. That sucks. But you know what? I got my health. Yeah. Um, I'll be all right. I'll get through this. I can have more relationships. Mm-hmm. I can uh, put my energy into my music. You know, there was a, a lot of things that happened to us that um, you can be defeated by it, especially if you sit in your head. Yeah. Right. But um, I think one of the things that Bruce Lee was talking about, that mindset of affirmation is to be uh, affirming everything that's happening. Because if you look at everything that's happening, it's not always all fucking bad, dude. Life is pretty fucking beautiful, actually. You got some good and you got some bad, like that yin-yang thing, right? A little little light in the darkness, Mm -hmm. a little darkness in the light, right? Um, It's not all darkness. No. It ain't all light. We'd be blind as fuck. Shit, I'm already blind, but yeah, that'd just be way worse for me, man. Now, I've had some really good days now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I've had some fucking like never forget this moment ever in my life type days. Okay. Great days. You know? And you got to get back to some of those. And that's, that gives me I'm, resilience. You know, I'm, I'm on my way there, man. And it's, it's a damn good feeling. That's for sure. <laughs> but how can ex- things like expressing feelings like grief, anger, fear contribute to one's ability to rebound from those challenging experiences? Um, just the acceptance factor, right? And and the what now aspect of it, right? Um, I haven't lost too many people real close to me, and I feel for everyone that does. I can only try to understand that. Um, 
but you know, I, I have lost some things and it's, um, being able to just fucking accept it. Like sometimes you just gotta be like, yeah, I fucking, that's an L for me, man. Now what am I going to do? Right. And then find that way to navigate back to the eye, the eye of the storm, man. Dude, I think being in touch with all that shit, right. And being able to talk about it. Um, what does that do for the people that you're close to? Right. If you can't yeah. talk to your your girl, your wife, your mother, your brother, yeah. right, and let them know how you're feeling, right, then you you basically isolated that relationship. Yeah, babe, you you start to shell up, or me personally, I'll, I'll shell up, and then you know the next thing that bothers me, you know, you start to learn these habits of other people and yourself. Like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not even gonna deal with it, right? And then where's that? Then then that connection kind of gets lost. Yeah, like that it gets lost when I'm not able to be like, when you do this, or, this bothers me or whatever. Or, and then also on the other side, tell me when I'm fucking doing something you don't like, just let me know. Makes then, it easier. It makes it a lot easier. Cause I'm like, Oh shit, that bothers you. Cool. Oh, we can fix this. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like bring it back to Anakin Skywalker, right? Like, uh, you know, he basically destroyed everything he cared about because of the fear that he had. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, for anybody that doesn't know those stories, right, his, his mother at one point dies, um, but she dies after he had swore to come back home and free her. She was a slave. And uh, he left when he was seven years old to go train. And um, when he first left, uh, Yoda says to him, uh, you've got a lot of fear inside mm -hmm. you. Fear leads to anger. Mm -hmm. Anger leads to hatred and hatred leads mm -hmm. to suffering. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in, in another movie, he comes back as an adult to try to free his, his mother from her slavery, right? And finds out that she was captured by the Saiyan people and, mm -hmm. and killed. And what does he do? He doesn't, um, you know, just experience his fear and, and the, the loss of what he, he had um, and share it with the people in his life. No, he took control. Yeah. He started killing all those motherfuckers. Killed everybody. Killed everybody. Everybody was right? dead as fuck. And, and this was his <laughs> anger. Yeah. And, and for the moment, it probably gave him a little peace. Yeah. So when you get to that next movie, when he's having these dreams about his wife, mm -hmm. right, that, that he has, that she's going to die, yep. right? These, this is not even a real event. She's still alive. Yep. Does he share that stuff and talk about his feelings with her and talk about his fears? Fuck no. I'm going to yep. handle my business. Yep. I'm going to handle it all myself. And I've seen this before, so it must be the same situation. Yeah. The yeah. reality of it is it's fucking not. Right? You try to take control of shit, and uh, guess what? The world's bigger than we are. Yeah. You can't control it. No. You can only adjust. Yep. That's strength. Absolutely. That's resilience. Come on. What we talk about. Let's get it. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Holy shit. Got me on Luke Skywalker. Yeah, shout shit. out to the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, here's another quote. Courage isn't having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. Okay. I like that yeah, shit. Move around that one. I like that's Napoleon yeah. Bonaparte, right? Yeah, when, when when I hear that I also like think about discipline. When, you know, courage and discipline I feel like go hand in hand based on that quote, right? Mm. Doing the shit that you don't want to fucking do. But you know that you need to or you know that you have to or you know that it's gonna better yourself. I like that movie, uh, Napoleon. Did you see that one that came out re recently? With Joaquin? 
Yeah. I missed it. I haven't seen it yet. Don't say another word. I ain't going to say it. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I liked man. it. It's a good I'm going to say I liked it. It's a good movie. But when, yeah, I I liked it. You know, a yeah. lot of people have been, you know, mixed feelings because people always imagine something, you know, before they get in there, it's going to be like this. Yeah. And then it never is, yeah. right? It's somebody else's version of a story. But um, I think it's very inappropriate uh, quote. Um, mm-hmm. That did not come from the movie. That came from in real life. Yeah. That courage isn't having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. And you know, I think that that plays into the little optimism that you were talking yeah. about, right? Or or the purpose of I'm going to rap. I'm going to do this yeah. thing. Is we have to have something that kind of binds us. Yeah. You know, that that draws us forward or that that holds us on on yeah. on our surface, right? The roots. Um, and sometimes that strength does come from other people and other things, not always from within. Um, anyways, uh, mm-hmm. it seems like every time that you, uh, you know, it seems like every time that you come up, something happens to bring you down, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know who said that? Tell me. Uh, I believe that was Mr. Tupac Shakur. Oh, Mr. Tupac Shaker. Yeah. So he also said, I've been shot five times, but I'm still breathing. Living proof that there is a God if you need a reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I like him for uh, an example of um, of resilience. He was one of those dudes that, uh, that kind of went after oppression, uh-huh. right? And uh, I think that he always was the bully of the bullies. Yeah. You know? I like that too, because... We don't fuck with bullies. We bully them bastards. I want when they see me, they know that every day when I'm breathing, it's 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 for us to go farther. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like they know what I'm gonna say because it's polite. They know what I'm gonna say, and even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm gonna rule the world or I'm gonna change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job. It's to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish. And because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change it. I don't know how to change it, but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody's going to clean it up. I think that was one of the things that gave him energy to get up on the mic, you know, was when life was, was making things hard. Um, you know, I, I think it's a shame the way things went for him. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that it ended the way that uh, it should have in his life. And I think a lot of that got clouded with his anger. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of went down that path that uh, Yoda talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah. So you know? check this out. Do you mind if I read no, this little thing? Do your thing. Man. So I've had this uh, Tupac cutout or something that he said. Um, and I've had this with me since I was probably around 15, 16 years old. Okay. Um, I used to have it in my bedroom. Now I keep it in my wallet. And it says, uh, you can spend minutes, hours, days, weeks, or even months overanalyzing a situation, trying to put the pieces together, justifying what could have, would have happened. Or you can just leave the pieces on the floor and move the fuck on. Mm. Right. So what does that mean to you? Man? What that means to me is, you know, being around this crazy fucking world, things get shaken up, things get lost, things get broken. And uh, sometimes I can sit there in my head and eat myself up for long periods of time about, well, if I would have just done this, then maybe it wouldn't have been different. 
or you did this, so I'm going to do that. Right? So sometimes you just got to leave it where it fucking lies and move on. Right? Understand that, recognize those feelings that it gave you, but take the opportunity and give yourself a fucking chance too. To be like, that is there. This happened. I can't fucking do anything about it. I cannot change what happened. But I can move forward and hopefully search for a better outcome if I am trying to fix this. But whatever happened, happened. Now I can move on to what we're doing next. Right. Some deep shit, man. No, thank you. Been carrying that around since you were 15? Mm Mm-hmm. Has what's that? It's not just music. It's a fucking movement, man. And I think that's what we're all about over here, man. It's it's a fucking movement bigger than myself. And, um, you know, simple things that other people have said will carry with me for the rest of my life. Right. And hopefully what what we got going on right now, some of the things that we say, you you take that shit and you, you let it resonate with you and put that shit in your back pocket for a difficult time or a fucking good moment. You know, it's there for you when you need it. That's what the Truth to Power podcast is about, right? Like when when I when I thought about uh, framing spiritual, political, and social topics through the lens of art, right? I knew I knew everybody is different, right? Everybody's going to come from different places. People say different things in their art, right? Some people want to talk about shake their ass, and some mm. people want to talk about the war on the poor, yeah. right? And I think you can talk about both. <laughs> you yeah. know, I like to do all that shit, but but art is one of those places that brings people together. And if we don't start bringing people together in this world, this world's starting to get lonely out there. Yeah, like a motherfucker too. Yeah, dude. People are people are getting cold. People get hard, you know. And uh, I think that 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 is one of the things that happens when when um, when people feel like everything's tough is is there's a, a reaction of in our fear we turn away and go mm-hmm. into protectionism. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't like to compare problems or nothing like that because you know everybody has that inner war within themselves too. But we do have a lot more in common than we fucking would like to think that we do sometimes. There's a lot more that we have in common. Focus on that. And, that, and that's one thing that arts do, you know, art does is when we start to hear other people's perspectives and feelings and things and conversations like we're having, right? Mm-hmm. That brings down some of those walls, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, I think walls, they give us this idea of, of protection, yeah. you know, but it also creates isolation. Uh-huh. You know what Absolutely. I mean? If you I'm don't get out li- of the fucking house, Just dude. think about the three little pigs, man. I'm going to make mine out of straw. I'm going to make mine out of brick. Bruh, 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 bruh. Why don't y'all just make a little mega mansion and fight this fucking wolf together? That's right. You know? That's how me and my brothers would have done it. Mm. That's funny. This uh, I, I mentioned this last week. This isn't one of my uh, favorite uh, songs. I think I think it's always been meant to have like a live band and shit like that. And to be able to play with the the tempo and all that stuff, but when the when the second verse comes in, we drop all the energy out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a hitting you in the chest kind of beat. It's yeah. it's it's pretty quick, yeah. but we get real smooth and real slow. Yeah. And um, the lyrics come in. It goes, uh, soothe seeps in between, feels so thin, like wolf gets close below sheep's skin. Mm. Right. And then all of a sudden it brings back that beat. Yeah. The matrix takes us into sleep. Right. So it comes back with that beat, but everything gets smooth and slow. Right. And, and the idea that I had there was that um, 
sometimes those emotions are very uh, seductive. Yeah, they'll fucking lull your ass. Right? To sleep. Right? So smooth seeps in between what feels so thin, like wolf gets close below sheep's skin, mm-hmm. right? Like there's this beast that's just below the surface. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this beast that lives in the heart of man. And I think we kind of touched on it with Anakin when he was in his fear. Yeah. How did his beast come out? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Fucking. It, man, I just, that might be one of those things too that, you know, I, I am very in touch with how I'm starting to feel and always kind of have been. Now I'm starting to be able to navigate it a little bit better, right? Mm. Um, but I used to get fucking mad like the world was against me and to make me feel a little bit better fuck about myself. This. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck this, I, fuck them. I would go and throw on Star Wars Episode Three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I used to feel like so relatable to Anakin. You know, my life is moving, or excuse me, Movies and music, man. That's the shit that has always just spoken through me to me, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that he was doing everything in his fucking power to protect what he, what was his. And destroyed it all. It destroyed it all. But here's the why. Because he's been through a similar situation. He's seen this shit before. So we tried to control it the way that hand, that happened before it even happened. And that's what fucked it up. And to me in life, and I'm, I'm guilty of this shit too. You say, ah, I've seen this before. I've been here before. I know exactly how this shit's going to plan out. Mm. And then you try to protect it or defend it or fuck it off how you did before to protect yourself and your feelings. And then you end up, you're the one end up getting hurt because it's a different person or it's a different situation and you don't really know the outcome, right? You got to, you got to play, when he say play the ball where as it lies, you know? Yeah. So, um, and now where I'm at, I'll watch that movie again and I, I connect a lot more with Obi-Wan, you know, Anakin screaming, I hate you. I hate you. And he responds, I love you. You are my brother. Love right. is like water, man. Mm-hmm. And how resilient is water? Like a motherfucker. And it's the most powerful thing too. Dude, it is. It is powerful. It gives us life. It fits in any container you put it in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff that Bruce talked about when, yeah. when he talked about water, he said, be like water, water yeah. right? And, and I feel that, dude, because when you're all hard and stiff and you can't adjust to the world, the world's going to break you down. Yeah, it's going to fuck you up, too. You flow? Yeah. Dude, you just flow through shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Make it wiggle with it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you get a little wiggle in that motherfucker. And, and dude, this, this to me is what art is. Art is adaptable. It's creative. Right, a little bit like water. Yes, sir. So we are, uh, we're running out of time, dude. To be honest with you, goes by fast, don't it? <laughs> Damn. So um, we didn't really know that we were gonna be talking about resilience. Well, I did, but you didn't. Um, you got any closing thoughts from from the conversation that we've had so far on this resilience thing? Yeah, it's um, you know, you don't. For me personally, I like to consider myself a very, very tough individual. Um, and I got there from understanding that sometimes I don't have to be. You know, I don't have to be the hardest motherfucker in the room at all times. I, I just don't. Right? I give myself the opportunity to really feel shit. Right? And now, the way my life's moving is I can not only feel, but I can navigate to help me find my way back to the eye of the storm because that's really what we're living in right now, man. 
is shit is constantly going to be moving and turning and spinning and fucking shit up around us. But I'm going to find my peace within that chaos now. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, you don't got to be the chosen one, be the one you choose. You know, it's funny too, because uh, so th- these these couple albums that we've been working in, uh, The Marriage of Heaven and Hell is the overall project, yeah. right? And the idea that, you know, some some of the album deals with hell and some of it deals with heaven. Right yeah. now we're in the heaven part, yeah. right? And what, what I noticed when we started exploring these topics, that when you're in the hell part, you're not always just all about the darkness, right? No. And, and, and when we're talking about this heaven, the spirituality type stuff, a lot of times there's a lot of darkness that comes out of that. You know what I mean? And um, I, I think with, with resilience, that vulnerability that we talked about, I think that's, that's a big thing, being aware of what we're feeling, sharing how we're feeling and having the connection with others. Absolutely. Right? And, and that's, that's really what this, this podcast is about is to connect people, um, to be enthusiastic about connecting people. Yeah. Right. Cause me personally, that's where I think the value is in yep. this country. Yep. Right. It's, it's a, uh, it's it's for us, right? It's all of us. Okay? It's we, not me, man. We the people. Come on, not me the people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know we didn't we didn't really talk about um, you know a lot of light stuff today, but I think that you can't when you're talking about resilience. Um, I think we have to face a little bit of that darkness. And um, I'm glad that you did that with me here on the mic. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Do you shared some stuff that you probably didn't expect to share, pulling that uh, shit out of your pocket from 15? Yeah. 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 It's, it's always a surprise. Yeah. So I, I encourage anybody that's listening to get out of the house, connect with people. You never know where the day might take you. Throw a fucking high five, man. See what happens. That's right. Connect to somebody. All right. I got my man. Papa. And this is Curious G on the Truth to Power podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you know, Gilbert, being a prisoner is not what it was when I came in here. Here we go. Whimpering ponsies, they get a leg broken and they faint. A few fingernails pulled out, they start crying. When they stretched me on a rack for a couple of years, I didn't go around dying all over the place. Pathetic, taking the easy way out like that. How do you mean exactly? Dying. You don't live it in 15 years. You won't catch me dying. They'll have to kill me before I die. The song Beatdown. Um, what does this song mean to you, man? Every time uh, we talk about Beatdown, because we, we worked on the song for, this wasn't a quick one. We worked on this for a while, if you remember. Because uh, it was supposed to be Beatdown, Beatdown. And the original sample... No shit, me and Fee watched, it It always reminds me, because we didn't even use the sample, if you remember that, Sean, the original yeah. idea, do you remember, yeah. you remember the sample? Uh, yeah, we, it was, we it was Get Pulp, Down, Get Down, yep, Get we, Down. We watched Pulp yeah. Fiction fucking uh, less than a week ago or whatever, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't that kind of like the intro music to the movie, this the instrumental, isn't it? I dun, don't dun, think dun, it is, but dun, I think it is dun, in that dun, dun, in, dun, in that film. It is in the movie, right? It is. Yes. yes jungle Boogie goes back to that song. Yes, Jungle, jungle Boogie. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. not the same. That's not the sample we wanted, right? We wanted Get Down, Get Down. That's not the same song, right? It's like well, instead, in, in that song Jungle Boogie, mm-hmm. they they sit on that Get Down, Get Down. Oh, so right? it is the same song. It's just the B section. Yeah. It's not the main hook. Gotcha. Because yeah. because it goes because. Uh, <laughs> Get down, get down, get down, jungle boogie, <laughs> boogie, da, jungle, da, da, da. you know. So, bro, that's that's actually, believe it or not, that is uh, 
anybody listening, correct me if I'm wrong, that is the intro uh, to Pulp Fiction when the credits are coming on or whatever. I, that's the song, Sean, believe it or not, because I just yeah, I thought it was this. that I thought it was that surfer track, like that punk surfer track. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, okay, okay. It, it is the surfer one or whatever. It is. Uh, but where the hell Jungle Boogie is? No. <laughs> Bro, they're okay. So we're getting a Pulp Fiction debate. They're both in it. So the, it starts with the surfer one, but you know, Quentin's a genius, and he and he has the radio transition kind of sound effect. They're both in the intro, bro. The surfer one and the get down, bro, while the credits are playing. And I swear to God, when we get done, I gotta go look it up because I feel like a jackass when I'm giving the people false facts about Pulp Fiction. But dude, it it does both of them, dude, in the beginning. Well, that oh, was where we we where yeah. we got the idea for this track. <laughs> yeah, or uh, yeah. that was the direction I wanted to go. Um, right, is, is that feel? Um, but do you remember what the, the this song is kind of about? Uh, I kind of do, but re refresh my memory a little bit or whatever. I, I get beat down and get up on the mic. That says get it all. Get beat down, get up right? on the mic. Yep, yep. Right, like when life knocks you down, it's sometimes our passion. That, right. that gives us motivation and allows us to be a little bit resilient, right? So okay. in this in this uh, track, you know, it's kind of about how music centers me, you know, okay. with all the different problems that's going on in the world, right? Like it's it's the it's the belief that music uh, gives me the energy and connects people, right? So that you, that you helps always me to have get. this kind of thing to fall back on and kind of set you set you right even when like the world's crumbling around or down around you is that what you're saying kind of thing yeah and you know like it, one of the things i talk about in this song how you know here comes my truth right mm -hmm. i came to feel this just like you so what am i feeling i'm feeling the music right i'm 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 the one that's performing the music but also people that listen to music they feel it mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. it's all about that feeling and uh this is one of those tracks where i i i kind of talked to you a little bit about the the music side of things on the lyrics right because right? i'm trying right. to bring attention to what you do right right so uh, and that's I, why you had the, my you mic had, you, all right rob now rock this joint and then you bring dude, that big boom i brought the boom back in but i'm not gonna lie when I was listening to it again, when you you set me up so perfectly, I wish I would have done like a little bit more of like a drum solo or something more crazy. It's so it's good how it is, but like I think it's the first verse going into the hook or whatever or the B section, and you're like, "All right, Rob, now basically kill that shit." You know, what I mean, essentially. And then I, I give a boom, and it kind of just goes on the hook. Man, I should have just fucking went funky drummer on him real quick or something. <laughs> or brought, you know what I mean? Like brought in a crazy break or something. The amen break. Like, it's like, fuck, dude. I well, this, That's on my... Yeah, I, like, I could have got crazier with that in retrospect. You know what I mean? Like, this fuck. track is has never been what it can be. It's one of those For tracks sure. that... Um, everything's I, right there in front of us. But I really I'm think this is... I'm almost not even positive, Sean, that like... It's a really dope beat, but I feel like if we in the future, if we were to remix this one, I feel like we could do so much more with it, dude. I feel like it's almost too laid back for like what it is. Or am I tripping? Like I'm listening, to it, I'm like, dude, I, I feel like the, if we do a remix of this, it would go in a completely different way in the future. You know what I mean? Well, what yeah. I see in, in this track here is not necessarily a remix. I would like to do live uh, instruments with this and feature the drum a little bit, right, with that boom. Um, right. but what I'd like to do is I'd like to have an electric drum set run through a DJ, 
So he can really kind of fuck it up a little bit. Oh and, yeah, uh, take something basic and make it fucking crazy, pretty much. Yeah, get a little bit dancey. Yeah, you know, in part of it, you know, when it's got that breakdown where it goes, I get beat down, get up on the mic. When it hits that part, like right mm-hmm. after it does that little mm-hmm. section, mm-hmm. I'd love mm-hmm. for it to just kind of go into a music thing, and um, you know, let them fuck it up a little bit, you know. But yeah, I, I guess I didn't notice like why we're in um in the process of making it, but. In retrospect, listening to it now, I'm like, there is so much more, like, that can be done with this record. You agree, Sean? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Musically wise, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I, I, I was, I, I heard, I, I kind of like heard your vision when I was getting ready for this episode. I freaking went and listened to it real quick, and I'm like, I kind of hear your vision like a year later. I'm like, yeah, dude, live instruments and shit. There, there could be some fucking. There's some, there's some little sections that could be fucking enhanced on here. It could be really cool. I, I think a live band would be fucking dope with it. Um, well, you know, so at the back. at the end of the first verse and second verse, I'm bringing attention to you, right? So I say, here comes Rob to chop down the sun when the beat drops hard, ten tons, right? Like I'm, I'm leading the way for that big boom that you bring in with that. Yeah, I should have just, I should have just. Dude, for some reason, the amen break. I should have hit the amen break for four bars, and then the boom. I, I, I could have been, ah, fuck. I was just like listening to it. Just like, I'm like, I, I should have got, seriously, James Brown, funky drummer for like four bars, and then hit him with the boom, and then the hook. But Well, maybe you'll okay, remix man. this and surprise me someday. Yeah, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty, man, but I definitely heard some things, dude, like a year later. And that's the beautiful thing about music, dude. You're, we're always, especially working with you, um, we always know we can do a little bit better. Not on all tracks, but this one, I was like, fuck, dude, I... This could be a cool section here. You know what I mean? I literally heard it this morning when I was listening to it before this episode. Well, this is one of those things that I think you got to actually have live. You know, when when it comes down to that boom, right? Yeah. Uh, here comes that boom. Like either you have a great sound system in your car that can take mm-hmm. what you've got musically in mm-hmm. this thing, or mm-hmm. you got to be in that live setting where you just sure. feel everything kind of hit the chest with the beat. Right? For sure. And and that's what I was kind of envisioning with this song is is you know when that when that bass hits when that drum hits we feel that especially in a live situation. I so, agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah this is um, one that could get funky, um, and this is one that probably needs some live instrumentation. What's your um, what's your favorite like set of lines from this one, dude? If you could think think of one. Uh, you know, there's line or two. there's a couple of points in here that I think that I really hit. Um, I don't know the uh, 300 million sheep. Uh, you know, I, I really love that that line because um, you know one of the things that I think that our our music does today is it kind of puts people to sleep, <laughs> you know, and gets us to not think yeah, too much, just feel sure. the beat. But in, in the way that I, I came out with this, the beginning of the song, um, you know, it says in the pocket, smooth ass cuts. I came for mm-hmm. change, but I came up bust. I'm really talking mm-hmm. about social change. Right. And then mm-hmm. I go into this idea that some's got that nothing to say. I spoke mm-hmm. my mind may have sprained my brain. Right, because mm. I'm 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 dropping some some intense information, right? And right. Uh, where some people got nothing to say, me I'm putting everything I can into it, right? And then the next lyrics go lyrically swung around them jungle lines from beat to beat. I've been beat up blind, but you mm. bet your ass I've been waiting long for Tarzan to swing in Tarzan strong. <laughs> mm. I gotta ask, is y'all asleep? 
300 million sheep, right? So I'm actually mm. ask, asking that question when I'm when I'm swinging in on these beats, you know, with, with these lyrics, or is right. anybody paying attention? So, right. you know, a little bit, I'm talking to the crowd and, um, you know, that's what the, the idea of the music and the beat is to get people to feel it, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, in the song, I, I also, you know, say things like, uh, you know, I think they dumb down dumb. Don't think too much. Here's your mask. Smile big. Now shake your ass and let's have mm. some goddamn fun. Right. <laughs> so I also recognize that it's not just always about deep thoughts too. It's, it's about feeling the music, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot to this track. Um, you know, it, it, it discusses in the third verse, uh, about the critical thought that we have, but in this, in this track, there's a little mix between meaning in the lyrics, uh, and bringing attention to the music and how it makes us feel. Right. But this, I think in the end, my belief is to entertain in order to enlighten. And I think this track is one of those things that um, we're going to get you to shake your ass and then uh, drop some knowledge so hard that we break the page. That does it for another episode of the Truth to Power podcast, where we talked about resilience. Next week, we're going to be talking on a new subject. And to set off the tone for that subject, Here's a song called Insidious. I want clarity on the breath I share. I shall not mumble words round here. Ideas settle, caught off guard. Tongue tied, seven thought. Besides y'all, don't need a hurdle. Muddle the mind, we all wanted paradise sublime. Loving God would have fixed the sign. That there big ass shove off kind. Clearly read by the dumb blind. Hold up, wait, no, never mind. Imagine that hellishly long ass line. Clarity, huh, frames the mind. Insidious, given us, we build these lives. Mixed with that grayish, all white lie. A taste the truth, bona fide. The way we is when we don't hide. Here I is at a frame divine. is the way we is love me leave connect to fade come a slip off some other way as i am i am legit love me leave me just commit i'm clocked on that midnight type of shit insidious mind get a grip clarity huh i need it clarity i need it human mind insidious graveyard shift Hideous, I have no faith, no trust In thoughts, knock off the rust